0: Welcome to Four Points Online. We are so honored that you're with us here today. And if God has used this ministry to change your life, we wanna hear about it. So go to fourpoints.org slash my and tell us. You know what, it's because of your generosity that we are able to expand the kingdom. If you wanna give and be a part of what God's doing here at Four Points, go to our website and choose the safe and secure option. Or you can download our app and give there as well. And now we are so excited about hearing a powerful word from God today.
1: If you are not familiar with Instagram, this this, uh, graphic right here probably looks like a foreign language to you. But the purpose of this is that, and I'm just going to try to give you enough to where I can jump in, but if I'm... Doing a little 15-second story. I think that's how long it is. If it's longer, y'all can just correct me later, and I'm not worried about it. But like, if I'm on Instagram and I want to show you part of what's going on, like this past week, this past week, we were at a little play for Lainey, and I don't know if y'all know this, but here's what's interesting about telling a story, especially in this setting is, so Lainey was, had this little speaking part, and she we did this Revolutionary War play thing and whatever, and so... I wanted to get her when she was coming up to the microphone to speak, right? So you press the little button, you press this and you hold it down and you make sure and then you've got the time and when the time runs out, you either press save the story or you've got to start over and I kept trying to do it. And I was like, "It's not enough time! Ah! Because what we're trying to capture is the highlight video of our lives. Are y'all with me? Because we don't want everybody to see the ugly. Huh? Y'all better talk to me. Y'all know what I'm telling the truth. I ain't showing y'all when Lee and I are fighting. I should do that one time because y'all need to know the real truth. What'd you say to me? I'm sorry. Right? This is real. This is real life. But the reality is we're trying to capture it. So it took me like seven times. And I finally I said, thank God. I feel like having a spirit moment right in this place in Fair Forest Elementary. I feel like getting excited. But, but when you actually do the story, it turns red because it tells everybody my story's updated. So what we want to do in this series is we want to tell you some of the stories that in some ways definitely Simeon and Anna, we don't share a lot because I think their stories are not only important because they're in the Bible, there you go, but they're also important because it tells us the story that we need to know. And so in the context that I'm going to share with you today, a baby has been born and this baby's name is Emmanuel, God with us. It was Jesus that had been born. And I am so excited to show you some of the things in this story about Simeon. But here's the other part of the series that I'm pumped about is each and every week, we're going to share a personal story from our church. It's, look, Simeon does not go to this church, contrary to popular belief, so I don't have his story. But I'm pumped to share the personal story of someone in our church. And it's actually someone's and they're right here. But I'm I'm excited to get to share Blake and Kayla's story with you right now because I'm telling you, I'm so proud of them. I'm so excited for what God's doing in their life right now. And even though if I could erase some parts of their story for their benefit, and I remember telling you that sitting in your house the night that all this went down. I remember saying, dude, I'd give every check that I'll ever make away if I could take this away. What God's doing through it is a miracle and I'm excited to share it with you today. So as we update the story, I'm excited to share this story with you. So watch this.
2: I'm Kayla, and this is my husband, Blake Lawson.
0: And I play bass in Four Points Band, uh, and we've been coming to Four Points since early 2015. It's about a little over two years now.
2: Um, we got married in 2013, mm-hmm. and from the beginning, I told Blake that um, I wanted to raise a family in the church, the way I grew up in a church. And Blake said that's, oh, that he said that's fine, but I I don't want to be a part of it. And yeah. I accepted that because from the time I've known Blake, he was not into organized religions and churches and things like that.
0: And don't get me wrong. I was raised in a church, too. It was uh, twice on Sunday, every Wednesday, every time the doors were open, we were there, and it was just being disenfranchised to it, being poisoned by religion, and getting that and and missing the point. From where I was viewing people missing the point, I, in turn, was missing the point. Uh, And it wasn't until our two super close friends, family by choice, uh, Corey and Lauren McCall, invited us to come. uh, Against my better judgment, I was like, okay, I mean, I'll listen to music and whatever, and not coming in with a closed heart, but being open to it, because we, we
2: came to listen to the music yeah, the first time. absolutely.
0: <laughs> um, but hearing that message from Mark, and I remember telling him after, I said, this was so refreshing. And I was hearing concepts that I had read in the Bible and I believed, but I wasn't seeing practice. So I felt, you know, a separation from it. Uh, and he mentioned the message then about missing the point of it. Uh, and, and seeing that and just hearing concepts, And I knew one thing that really stood out as far as speaking love, and we need to love people. Um, and that kingdom concept here. Uh, And God, one of the first things he said when he's ended his message, and I'm ready for it, here it comes. Here's the collection plate being passed. You know, it was, I don't need your money. And if I could have fallen out of my seat, (laughs) I could and was like, what, what? And so that was that that real flip of, I'm interested in what this church is about. And so that's what hooked us at first. Um,
2: I never had conversations with God and maybe he has been talking to me my whole life and I just wasn't listening. But now that I'm here I, I feel like I'm closer with him. I have a better connection, a better understanding and um and I and I hear him all the time now and that's something that's very special that I never had before coming here.
0: Oh yeah. And it's it's being a, a tune,
2: uh, to, okay. tune, God talks to you all the time too. Well yeah and
0: it's in, in different mm-hmm. ways and it's hard to describe, is it's not physically speaking sometimes it's sometimes it's urges and emotions and it's being back in four points him revealing himself in acts of service for other people or just feeling a need that I really need to read a particular passage and then bam it'll start applying to my life later or if I've had some sort of issue and I'm just like you need to read this and I read it and just go whoa where was this before I've seen this my whole life and never
2: I think we've become better people since we've been here and oh, yeah. we we get along better mm-hmm. since we've
0: been here. Well, you know. Oh, we still fight like, and argue. Like, first,
2: first few years of marriage, I think, is always oh, yeah, difficult, absolutely. but <laughs> we've, we've become closer and mm-hmm. and communicate better oh, yeah, the since church, we've been here. yeah,
0: that's, that, the church, communication's got a lot easier when I'm trying to say a certain thing one way and realize that she does communicate that same way, that through church we see that that's, we, we do communicate on different levels and just listening, truly listening to each other. Um, but a big part um, for God revealed itself, is that you know we had been coming to church, um, we got pregnant, and we had a baby in November 2016. Um, we had her and lost her in the same day, and that situation can break people and cause them to lose their religion and to be angry at God and, and question God. And knowing I was not freshly back in church, but in this new spirit of church and four points and the kingdom mindset, could be that precipice of going off either way. And I'll never forget sitting at Kayla's bedside, uh, you know, after Reagan passed away and just there was a passage from Philippians that said the peace of God that surpasses all understanding just kept flowing through my head over and over again. And in that moment, it was like I was outside of myself looking in and I, I felt that peace. And just kept focusing on that, that, you know, if I, if I ask God and, and give thanks uh, and and not question it, that I received that, 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 th- that peace and it was, this is beyond my understanding. And before my concept of God was trying to put a human aspect on something that isn't human, trying to put a time and place on something that created time and place, has always been, always will be. And it kind of culminated right there in that first part. Um, but, you know, you can tell them doing it on our own, you know, one of the highest causes of divorces, a terrible situation really brought us together, you know, brought us closer. with our church family.
2: Yeah, with our church family too. We, um, we couldn't really lean on our family because they were grieving mm-hmm. almost as much as we were. Um, so the, our church family was really what kind of kept us together and held us. And Lauren even said, what would you have done if you didn't have the church at that time? And I mean, I don't know. I have no words to, to describe. We would have been, we would have been so alone.
0: Mm-hmm. I can see people that it, it breaks them. Um, for not having that support group system, but you know, at Four Points, people literally practice what they preach, and that support and care and understanding without question, anything we needed, period. It was a blank slate for anything, and I truly think we could have asked for anything, and we'd have been helped at it. It would have been provided, and without Four Points, without that church family, literally don't know. It was that true support that when we couldn't hold ourselves up, you know, through Jesus and the power, uh, we were held up through the church and and again I tell everybody I said our family was grieving cuz they suffered a loss too but without four points I literally don't know how we would have made through
2: i am um, i tell this story a lot but um i was mad at god and i always asked him why why did you do this to me you answered a prayer and then you took her and uh, it took 6 months for me to actually want to listen to him i think I was at work and I felt this big weight on me and I heard somebody, it was like they're speaking behind me and it said, after all I've given you, I had like a Rolodex of family and friends come through my mind of, and I was like, oh my gosh, so he's never, he's not going to tell me why, you know, I'm not going to know, but he's showing me that I've been dwelling on this one tragedy when I haven't thanked him for everything he has given me, all the blessings I do have. And so that I think is, I wouldn't have listened or heard that if I hadn't come back into yeah. um, religion and church. In church,
1: yeah. Um, I'm just gonna say this, and then I'm gonna keep going. If y'all would have told me early 2015 that Blake and Kayla would be sharing a story with us, I would have been surprised. If you would have told me that they'd be sharing a story like that, I would have said no way. And that's what makes God so awesome, y'all, is um, it, it, it wasn't through natural circumstances that God allowed all of these things to happen to begin to shape. Now, I want y'all to get this as I as I begin. I, to begin to shape their destinies in Christ Jesus. Because this is where I think we find our problem is we are good with walking with God as long as we see the end and all of the stuff that we're going to do. But as soon as life takes a turn, we put up the roadblocks and say, now hang on a second, I didn't know it was going to be that way. And the difficulty with that, y'all, is we aren't given the right to know everything like Kayla says. I mean, you hit the nail on the head, Kayla, because she may never know. But I'm telling you, they're already seeing signs through what God's doing in them. And I believe God's going to use their story to reach hundreds, if not thousands of people over time, because there are other people that will face a situation like theirs. And when their story continues to update, God will use them differently than he uses me because I can't share the same exact story that they have. And that's the cool thing about each one of us is God has a story for you. So I want to share this, and then I'm going to jump right into the message. My passion in life is tied to you. What God has put in me is that, is that this church, what makes us different, it's not that my goal is not to be the biggest church in the upstate or in, even in this, this particular community. It's that we have a church where people find Jesus as their Savior and Lord and then, and then be, begin to realize their destinies in Christ Jesus. That they'll walk into their purpose in Christ Jesus. That, and that as a result of that, we do our mission, which is to reach the least lost and lonely with the gospel. Because each one of us have a unique calling, but we have to be willing to allow our stories to update. And when we face adversity, that is the hardest thing. It's the hardest thing to go, I'm still going to walk, I'm still going to trust, and I'm still going to do what you've told me to do because you have put a calling on me. No matter if I believe this or not, y'all, you don't have to believe this, but but you have an unbelievable, unique calling in Christ Jesus if you're a follower of his. And if that's you... You don't have to believe it for it to be true, but you got to believe it to walk in it. And that's where we get stuck. That's why I believe the greatest detour of our destiny oftentimes is us, who think we should see more than we're given the right to see, because oftentimes it's the two steps that God gives us as the lamp into our feet and the light into our path. We want to see the end. I'm telling y'all, this is my belief that if we saw the end, we'd turn around because it'd be so crazy and difficult at times that we wouldn't want to face it. So God says, worry about today. Let tomorrow worry about itself in Matthew six and faith comes by hearing. Now that's going to be important as we move on. So today's story is about Simeon, but I'm going to tie in their story all along the way. Today's story is about Simeon. Isn't that a nice picture of Simeon? Everybody I have no idea if that's what he looked like. A couple things cool about Simeon. Simeon, at least the history books say, this is not what the Bible says, but, but tradition says he was about 113 when this story took place. Now, I don't know about y'all, but that's old, right? I don't think there's any 113-year-olds in here, if there are. Wow, that's incredible. I don't want to live as long as you are. Anyway, keep going. But the title of my message today tied in with Simeon is Destiny's Child. Destiny's Child. Now, if y'all don't know me, y'all don't know that I like to have fun, so we're just going to have fun for a second, and I'm going to keep going. But I thought about a couple songs I could do with Destiny's Child, right? <laughs> hey, how many of y'all don't know that Beyonce sang with Destiny's Child? Be honest. Don't lie. I know some young people don't know. I'm with you. I'm with you. I thought some cool songs that we could tie in, right? Because in order to know your destiny, you gotta know what your name is. You gotta know what he calls you. So I thought we could do, say my name, say my name, come on. Say, now you. I just do that so it doesn't sound as bad because I know. And then I thought because we're talking about walking through life, we could do, I'm a survivor. I'm not a, I'm not a. I should have Shannon up here because it's a little better. But Some of y'all didn't even know that was Destiny's Child, but today today you do. But this Destiny's Child is is in particularly important because the fact of the matter is every one of us have a destiny that that's tied to the same child that was born at the same time that destiny's child wasn't just Simeon's. I have no idea what's happening right now, but snooze. That feels like the right thing to do, but that's destiny. They must've heard me sing and they wanted to pop something up, but that destiny's child matters. And this is what's crazy. I did not plan this on the front end, but that Their destiny was tied to a child. They would have chosen it differently, just like Mary and Joseph would have chosen it differently. But it was tied to a child, and it's Mm -hmm. awesome. Now, Simeon's name is fascinating because his name literally means hearing. His name—that was good. That was good. Stone cold. But—but—what? But but Simeon's name literally means hearing, and this is the powerful thing about what you heard Blake and Kayla say. They didn't get to see or know, but faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of the Lord. And so, so many times in our lives, we say this, we say this because I know I'm not the only one. We say, God, if I could just see, why don't you just show me? And I feel like what he would tell us is faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of the Lord. If you'll just listen to the still small voice, you'll get the next step. But if you look for it, you may not find it. Because if we're not looking in the right place, which is the word of the Lord, which is through prayer, which is him seeking his face, seeking him first, then we'll try to find love in all the wrong places, if y'all are with me today. And we'll have to sing, I'm a survivor, and it'll be frustrating. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Luke 2. Luke 2. Phones, pass, tablets, you can look on the screen, we'll just rock and roll through it. I'm going to have fun with this. If y'all don't like to have fun, I love you in the love of the Lord. Say my name. All right, here we go. <laughs> Verse 22, now Jesus has been born. You need to know this. And we're talking about Simeon today. We're updating Simeon's story. It says, when the time came for their purification, according to the law of Moses, they brought Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Now, you need to know that on the eighth day, every Jewish... Firstborn or not firstborn, every Jewish born boy would be taken into the temple to be purified. What does that mean? It means that when your babies are born, 90 whatever percent of, of American babies get circumcised. But this is not on the first day. But that's not the way that it was in this day. See, if I was a priest back in the day, my job, one of them would have been to circumcise your babies and set them apart on the eighth day. I'm just going to say this, and we're going to keep going. Oh, my gosh, right? That is not a fun job. Imagine being Simeon as a buck 13, and you know that your whole—that's 113. And you know that your whole job is to wait for Jesus, because we're about to read that today. But since then, they're telling. How many babies dude has circumcised, circumcised? This ain't it. This ain't it. This ain't it. This ain't it. And you're just, God bless him. All right, so they took Jesus on the eighth day that he was alive. And it says, as it is written in the law, every male who opens— the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord. Two turtle doves. <laughs> Nobody, y'all y'all are asleep. Y'all wondered where that came from, Now you found it. It's in the Bible that they brought two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree, except not the last part, or two young pigeons, And so they brought their sacrifice of two turtle doves, and they kept going. Here we go. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, which meant hearing. And this man was righteous and devout. This word is huge, y'all. And we're going to see it again in this series. Everybody say this word. Waiting. Because I think our inability to wait because we want to see the end right now is oftentimes what detours our destinies. Because I don't know about y'all, but this is what I feel. When I get this dream in my heart and I'm a dreamer, I'm a vision caster, that's what I am. I am not a process pangle. Jesus' name. Somebody should say amen. I don't, I don't fall in love with the process naturally. So if you ask me to chop down a redwood tree in California that will take year after year after year of diligence, chopping, chopping, chopping. When I look at it, I think, how can I find the chainsaw in Jesus' name? Somebody say amen if you know what I'm talking about. If I get a big enough crane, we can pull this choker up and move on. But sometimes it's the chopping, everyday consistency, showing up, being faithful with a little that God says, yes, 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 and amen. And that's where most of us get stuck because we're not willing to keep chopping. Well, well this dude. Tradition says it was 113, no matter what, we know he was old. And he kept showing up, waiting for the consolation of Israel, for Jesus to come, born of a virgin. He knew what was going to happen because he had been told because that was what his name meant. And the, excuse me, the Holy Spirit was upon him. By the way, side note, that was really big because the Holy Spirit had not come at Pentecost. So he was not on everybody at this time. And it specifies in the Bible that he was on John the Baptist and he was on just a handful of people, but we know he was on Simeon. And it had been revealed, revealed, which we think means seen, but it came through hearing to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen. Everybody say seen, Seen. but he didn't get to see till the end. He just got to hear the whole time. Am I preaching to anybody in here? Y'all asleep? The Lord's Christ. And he came in the spirit. I'm just going to say this because I'm ADD and I'm, then I'm going to keep going. I, when I read stuff like this, I think to myself, does that mean that he beat me up, Scotty, and got to go in the temple without opening the door? And he was in there, right? None of y'all read the Bible. It says he came in the spirit. I'm like, I wish I could do that. That'd be fun. Home, and I don't even have to drive on 85 and cuss. Did I say that out loud? Say that out loud. My bad. But what this really means is that the Holy Spirit was on him. So when he came, the Holy Spirit was with him. But I still like to think, boom, beat me up, Scotty. All right, here we go. And when the parents brought him in, the the child Jesus, brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law. And he took him in his arms and blessed God and said, I love this so much, y'all. This is so powerful. This is his prayer starting in verse 29. Can y'all imagine baby after baby, year after year, every day showing up, every day being consistent, but it's not a sexy calling. But if Simeon didn't know that his destiny was tied to the child and kept showing up every day, being consistent with the little bit that he was called to do, faithful with what he was called to do, he would have missed this. And I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, we may have missed a big sign that God wanted for us to have. Today, we can still celebrate what Simeon did because he was willing to do what wasn't sexy. And they said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace. Depart means he gone, right? That he's leaving this earth. He's out. According to your word, because he said, I hadn't seen it, but I know it's true because you said it. For my eyes have seen your salvation. That is so awesome, y'all. And it's really what I want to close the service with, but I want to hit it right now because the word salvation does not mean that I pray to prayer. The word salvation means that I no longer am headed for one place because I was rescued and the word literally means in the Greek delivered from my destiny. That my destiny was tied to what I am, but because destiny's child came, I'm now delivered from that one and I have a new destiny in Christ Jesus I'm preaching. All right, here we go. Verse 31, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation. There is so much here, y'all. A light for revelation. Mm. He is my light and my salvation. He is my deliverer in whom I trust. Psalm 27. I love how this just ties in. Like if you can just read the Bible, how God intends it to be read, it all points to this culmination this consolation of Israel, this, this exact point in time that God has come. He is with us at this present time. And since then, God has stayed here with us. To the Gentiles, that's us. And for the glory of your people Israel and his father and his mother marveled at what Simeon had prophesied and said. And then, and then, this is what Simeon said. He blessed the family. And said to Mary, his mother, behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel. And for everybody say the word that I have in orange sign that is opposed. And a say it loud. Sword. So a sign and a sword were the two things he said about Jesus that that this would be for a sign. And a sword will pierce through your own soul also so that your thoughts and my thoughts and the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Now, I don't know if you were here last week, but if you missed last week, this is huge. This is huge. This is so big. Your mind is made up of two different components that really tell what you think and how you know what you do. Now, there's a lot of different things our brains do, but there's a reasoning outside part that is our logic and there's an internal part that the bible actually calls your heart the inner man that is your emotional side it's how you love but it's also how you hate and if you'll notice here he said it it's so that my thoughts may and 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 from many hearts may be revealed that what's actually in there can be revealed so that he can deliver me from what i naturally am to what he's called me to be that what Jesus did for us was not just become a, a baby and a man on the planet so that he could live a sinless life and we could put him in a manger or put him on a cross. He ain't in that manger, and he's not on that cross. He died and rose on the third day, and he's seated on the right hand of our Father now, but he left his spirit for me. And if I'm in Christ... And if I walk with him every day, then my thoughts, even though they may get crazy, and I know I'm not the only crazy in this room, so y'all better talk to me, even though I may get emotional and I may not think right and I may struggle, he separates those two. He helps me. He walks with me because he is the word. So let me just show you what these two are because I think I want y'all to know when you leave here today what we can take away from Destiny's Child. And what the point is for each one of us Because in order for us to walk As God can, told us to walk Let me just say it a different way In order for our stories to be updated As they are it, The way that Blake and Kayla Could have their story update When it did not feel like Something they wanted to update Is it took two things And I'm going to let y'all guess what those two things are A sign and a Sword Say it again A sign and a Sword sign and a sword the word sign, this is, if I made this up, it wouldn't be this good. The word sign means, what's this great word? Say it. Come on, y'all be loud and proud. Simeon, when I read that, I threw something in my office. I said, yes, that's freaking crazy. How is that possible? Wow, I was excited. Some of y'all aren't as excited as I am, but I don't care. Now, this is not his name but it's literally what the Greek is, and it means to confirm the authentication. If I ask you to sign after you've used your credit card, the hopeful point is, people can lie about this and steal your identity, but we won't go there today. That's another message for another day. But the hope is that you'll confirm and authenticate who you are. That's the goal. I need y'all to know what Jesus is. What Jesus is, is the authentication of God who became flesh. He is is the promised sign sealed and delivered. He, He came to us so that we could see what he's always told us in the past, in the Old Covenant, Old Testament, and what we have today in his New Testament. He is the sign. So whenever we look for, listen to this, a sign, God, show me what to do next. He said, I've already sent my sign. I already sent my sign. My sign has been delivered to you so you can be delivered from that. If you would just look to the sign, you've already got it. And it's different for each one of us as far as the exact nature of what we're to do. But it's exactly the same in where we're to look. Here's what the author of Hebrews said. Throwing off our sin and the things that entangle us, because some of us feel really entangled when we came in here this morning. And then we fix our eyes on the sign, on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, the confirmation and the authentication of my faith. With the joy set before us, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and now he's seated on the right hand of our Father. That's my sign. I've got my sign already done. And then don't you love Luke too? Because right before this it says, and this will be a sign unto you. You'll find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. You don't have to look far. I'll show you exactly what to look for. You know, if we would spend time in prayer, not just to get it off our list, because we know that if you're a good Christian, that's what you're supposed to do. I checked it off. I did my thing. But whenever we face difficult circumstances, if we would think to ourselves, Lord, I need to hear, because faith, Simeon, comes by hearing. I need to hear from you so you can point me to where you want me to go next I bet you I bet you just based on what Jesus did he'd give us a sign I've always found it fascinating that I, that I stress about things that are not really that big of a deal. But anytime Jesus faced something big, the Bible says that he would leave and go up on the mountain or go into his own place and he would pray. And he didn't pray for 30 seconds and then say, well, I've lost things to pray about. He got along with his father. And I don't know about you, but I just think this, that if, if the, the, the God man who came born of a virgin, but he was full, fully God as he was man, if he had to go off and pray, how much more does Mark need to go off and pray? To get my sign. To get my sign. Simeon, I just think it's cool. If y'all don't think it's cool, we're good. I'll keep moving. Here we go. And then the sword, and this is the best part. Because we get our sign through the sword. Look at this, Hebrews 4, verse 12. Y'all remember the mind now as I go through this. For the word of the Lord is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing through, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit. Spirit of joints and marrow, and this is it, this is it, this is so big, y'all, and discerning or being able to decide in my heart through wisdom of the Lord the thoughts and intentions of the heart, the emotional side and the reasoning side of who I am because, because when those two start clashing, and if you remember a couple weeks ago, if you remember this, that when I'm struggling, and anxiety comes to my life. That word marimna means that, that he separates me from the whole. The enemy is intending to send something my direction so that anxiety comes so that I'm separated from what God's purpose is in me. Well, the destiny's child that was sent to us says, no, I, I will give you the word so that the sword of the spirit, so that God's word can separate what I actually get emotional about and caught up in so that my anxiety can be understood through the word of the Lord, and I can get a sign. And most of us get stuck because we think the Bible is just given to us for a devotion book, and it's all good if we don't get in it. It's not a devotion book, y'all. He's not giving us. It's a kingdom manual for me to live my life. And when I look at it wrong, I get frustrated because I'll say stuff like this. I just don't understand it. It's hard to understand now because the kingdom is a mystery. But my Bible says in, in Hebrews 4 that he'll help me when my thoughts and intentions are cloudy. Watch this. Ephesians 6 says that I should take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. At all times in the spirit. Like when I'm, when I'm putting on the full armor of God, the sword of the spirit is my offense against what the enemy is attacking me with. But if I do not take up the word of the Lord, then I'm done. And then this is the last thing, and this is the best part. Because this is the whole point of the entire message, y'all. This is why Simeon kept being able to walk every single day. Because most of us, listen to this, if something massive doesn't change we'll have a good feeling in our heart at some point in time. We'll get fired up in a message, we'll get fired up in a series, we'll get fired up in a conference and we'll say, I'm gonna do that, we're gonna change the world and we'll, we'll let our eyes just slip a little bit and we'll get off track. And a year from now, we'll look back and say, how did I get that far off when we forgot that it wasn't my good actions that get me to the destination, it was my faithfulness in what he said It was my everyday willingness to get up and chop the wood when I don't feel like chopping anymore. And it was my ability to say, I may not accomplish in 2018 what I hope to accomplish, but at the end of my life, if I'm faithful to do what he's called me to do, I will do way more than I can possibly ask or think. That's not my opinion. That's what God said. But but when we need to see it happen today, it won't happen the way that you think it will and the way that I think it will and we'll just go off course and say well I'm done I'm done because your destiny is not tied to how good you are it's tied to that child who became a man and is seated on the right hand of our father watch what this says in John 1 it says but to all who receive him who believe in his name he gave the right to become what does it say children of God stop calling name, whatever you think you are, and remember that your name is what God says you are now, a child of the most high God, a joint heir with Jesus, that when I look at Jesus, I call him Lord, but when he looks at me, he calls me friend and brother, and whenever I have to talk myself into what I am, what I should say is, and this was a joke earlier, but I'm dead serious now, Lord, say my name say my name. I can't hear it. I don't know what to do, but say my name because the only one that can call me the true name that I really am is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I want him to call me by my name. It's not and It's not Mark. It's what he says that I am. And he's given me the right to be a child of God. Second Corinthians five says he's given me the right to be the righteousness of God. He calls me righteous, even though I disgust myself sometimes with how I walk but he doesn't see me how I see me. He sees me as forgiven and son. He sees me as set apart and set free. And if I would ever look at me like he looks at me, my sign would be sealed and delivered. I would see it as he intended me to see it. And then I would listen to the word that he's got for me, not look for a sign everywhere, but in my destiny's child. Who were born not of flesh and blood, nor of the flesh of, of each of us, not of the flesh of man, but we were born of God. You know what I thought of? The other day I was talking to a friend of mine, and he said, what do you say to someone that says you could lose your salvation? And I said this, remember what salvation means to be delivered? I said, this is what I think of, because John three says that you must be born again If any of y'all who've had babies in here decided that you didn't want to have that baby anymore. So you just wanted to put him or her back in your belly. I don't know a lot about being a doctor, but I feel pretty confident that that ain't gonna happen. Once they cut that umbilical cord, he or she gone, right? She ain't coming back. And they're ready to face what's in front of them But they're still tied to you because we raised them. It's no different than thinking that when I trust Jesus Christ and he delivers me, that he could undeliver me. I can't be undelivered once I'm delivered. The problem is many of us have never been delivered. We've never been born of the spirit is what this says. So we hope that our thoughts are good enough, but we've never given love back to where we first got loved. And so our salvation is tied to what we hope happens one day, that I hope I'm good enough. I hope I do enough good things, but that's not salvation because we're never good enough. But when he calls us good and he calls us child, it changes everything because I've been, I've seen the sign. He sealed me with his Holy Spirit and I've been delivered and set free in Jesus' name. So how does all this take place? Because the word, the word became flesh and lived among us and i have seen so how do i see pastor mark is it going to be at the end of my life it doesn't have to be because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word but when i see it's because i've seen his glory as the only son from the father full of grace and truth that's how i get to see i see through the word that is alive and active and when you open your bible y'all you're not opening just a book you're opening what the bible describes itself as the living active jesus This is not just a waste of time and it's not just a thick book with 66 different books in it that are all different sizes, all different amounts of chapters, all different amounts of verses. But it all points to one thing, this destiny's child, this culmination of what he truly is. And if we miss it, we miss everything. We miss everything. So here's my question to you today. Have you come in here hoping that you get to the end by the next big thing? or if you hope that you can accomplish one thing, and that's faithful with today. Because if you'll do that, you'll accomplish much more than you ever thought possible. But if you hope you can get the next big thing, you'll walk right out of Jesus and walk right into whatever you're gonna try to find next. But if you're his, he'll pull you back. He's just waiting on you to say, I'm tied to this child. You know what I thought was cool about Reagan? I looked up the name Reagan. And in the first meaning, it means royalty or the king's child. And I just thought to myself, that's unbelievable. Because back in the day, names meant something. Names meant a lot. And I don't know if y'all knew that or not. But I just thought to myself, you know, y'all would give anything, and I would—I <laughs> mean it. I—I I, I remember everything about sitting in your house, man, and the dog and all the other stuff, man, I remember everything. But what I do know is that she's a constant reminder of the royalty that you guys are in and that y'all will get to hold her one day, you know? And I think it's awesome. And that each one of us can be called Reagan. Because I'm the righteousness of God. I'm in his royal family. I'm a king's kid. And I don't know if you are or not, but you have an opportunity right now to say this, because this is what salvation really is. Lord, deliver me from Mark and call me what you call me. Say my name. I love you back in Jesus' name. Today, I walk with you. As a result of the words and the actions of a man that, that was faithful for 113 years, possibly. I don't know what my destiny is, but I'll trust you in it and I'll walk in it. I choose you. I choose you. Will you bow your heads? I just feel like the Lord's moving in this place, and I want to give you a chance to respond. I'm not going to yell and scream, but I feel like today is your moment to say, I choose Jesus. I want my story rewritten. I want my name written in his book. I want my sign to deliver me. I choose Jesus today. If you know that you've never trusted Christ as your Lord and you've never given him your heart and life, but you want today to be your one day, your salvation day, the day that you say, I love you back. I follow you. I call you Lord. Forgive me and change me in Jesus name. If that's you, I just want you to throw your hand up all over the room. I believe there's people in here. I don't know if anybody's bold enough. And if you're not, I'll just keep moving. But I believe there's some people in this room that need to say yes to Jesus. They need to say right now is my one day. I need to say yes to my Lord and Savior. And call him Lord, because he calls me friend. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God, I just pray a blessing over every person in this room, like Simeon prayed over Mary and Joseph. God, I know that there's difficult days. I know there's trials coming. Anytime we walk with you, Lord, we just amp up the attacks. But what I also know is that if we walk by faith and not by sight, if we're like Simeon where we know our name is tied to being a hearer, not just a seer, then we'll find and follow you all the days of our lives. And like Psalm 23 says, Lord, we'll dwell in the house of the Lord today, now, and forever. And so God, we just offer you us. And we're thankful that our stories get to be updated in Christ Jesus every morning. That your love is new every morning and your faithfulness never comes to an end. So, God, we love you. Thank you for writing our story the way you meant for it to be written. And we believe what you said about us. So, Lord, call our name. We love you, Jesus. And we lift up your your name above all names. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Y'all stand and sing with us.